Is that supposed to be funny? Am I laughing? Mr. Walker, you were brought here instead of to jail, where you would have been booked for possession of a controlled substance without a valid prescription. The one you had expired years ago. You should have stopped taking Vicodin then, and you never should have drunk alcohol while you were taking it. I quit the pills over a year ago. I took them up again after I got into a foot chase that turned into the New York Marathon. I guess you could say I went into a tailspin after that. You were already in it. Look, I can approve your release, recommend you remain with us a while longer, or let the police do what the police do when someone breaks the law. It so happens we need your bed for someone who really wants to get better, and the jails are full of honest criminals. So I'll ask for assurance you'll seek professional help outside this institution to relieve you of your addiction, yes? On one condition. What's that? She flicked a varnished fingernail at the screen she was holding. You make eye contact with me just once. She looked up from her gizmo. Blue, I said, just as I thought. There'd been more to it than simple pain, of course. I'd passed a milestone birthday I thought I'd never see. I hadn't expected to die before it, just had never seen myself being that age. And the only other one to acknowledge it was the place that services my cutlass, along with a reminder that I was due for an oil change. Right on top of that, I took a job looking for a lost child that had ended in the basement of a registered sex offender. The girl would have been about the age of my grandchild, if my marriage had stuck. I told the first cop on the scene the homeowner fell up a flight of stairs. The blue-collar bar they had shuffled me out of a week later was just down the street from the kid who ordered my pills from Canada by way of the Internet. I thought of celebrating my coming out with a meal, but the smell of the restaurant when I stepped in the door stuck a lever under my stomach and turned it over. I went to Twelve Oaks Mall instead and got fitted for a new suit. The tailor, a good-looking young black man in starched cuffs and collar, draped his tape measure back around his neck. Forty-two long. I take a forty-four. He measured again, an accommodating type. Forty-two. It's always been forty-four. He smiled. Always isn't a word we use in my work. People gain weight and lose it. Have you been ill? In a manner of speaking. He rang up the sale. We'll have the alterations done by the end of the week. By then, it won't fit me. Where's the best place to eat around here? I was recovering, although not nearly as fast as I'd unrecovered. I went to my office first. Rosecrans, the antediluvian super, was snapping new letters into the directory in the lobby. I read what he had finished. Karaoke PR. Public relations? Press. Publisher? I guess the rest is e-books. What's an e-book? 
My great-grandniece has one. It's like a cell phone, only you read books on it. My day, you didn't need batteries to read. Those stone tablets are hard to lug around. My olfactory sense had corrected itself. The two flights of stairs were haunted by the ghosts of nickel cigars, blackjack gum, and forty rounds in the ring at the Kronk Boxing Club. A puff of stale air came out of my waiting room when I opened the door. I had left it unlocked for the inconvenience of clients. That had been a month ago. The rock-hard bench and chipped coffee table were still there, also the magazines with Leon Spinks and Molly Ringwald on the covers. I unlocked the door to the sacristy, scooped up the pile of mail under the slot, dumped it on the desk, and opened the window on raw February. Detroit was far behind on snow that season. All the sins of summer and fall lay exposed on the